Another fascinating Rashi Sicha where we will dissect the Rashi and then the Rebbe will give a fascinating twist of understanding what is bothering Rashi and based on that we will explore the difference between the Eibishter and Moshe Rabbeinu in the context of this Sicha between the Balatzain, the owner of the sheep and the Raya, the shepherd with a very interesting Hira at the end about the role of a Rebbe, of a Moshe Rabbeinu. And just for the sake of context, in the end of Parshas Balak, after Bilam fails to curse the Yidin, after Bilam fails to curse the Yidin, Bilam gives Balak a suggestion, and that is to cause the Yidin to sin with Benois Mayav. And if the Yidin sin, then this will bring out the wrath of the Abishter, and he might be able to accomplish what he wanted to do, Lahamisam ba Midbar, that the Yidin should die in the Midbar. And unfortunately, Bilam's idea works for, for Balak. And there are two things that happen. There's, in other words, two consequences. One is a Magefa which kills 24,000 Yidin. And another is a, uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu sends the Dayanim, the judges of the Yidin, to kill uh, those Yidin that sinned. And like we'll see in the Sicha, that killed 176,000, or the Lashon in the Sicha will be more than 170,000 Yidin. Now, the Magefa gets stopped at a certain point, what happens is that Zimri ben Salu and a group of people from Shevet Shimon approach Moshe and embarrass him publicly by asking about a Midianist, about a Midianite woman, if they're allowed to marry her, and saying, if we're not allowed to marry her, who allowed you to marry Tzipayra, his Moshe Rabbeinu's wife, who was uh, the daughter of Yisroi, Koyen Midian, and for a moment, it's this alma mimenu halacha, Moshe forgets the halacha, and then Pinchas remembers the halacha and kills Zimri ben Salu and the Midianis, Kazbi Bastur, and the Magefa stops. In this week's parsha, Vahi Achere HaMagefa, after Pinchas gets his brachas of Hinini Noisin Lo Yisbrisi Shalom and later becomes the Kayin. Uh, 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 the Torah tells us that the Abishter told Meshach Rabbeinu to count the Yidin after the Magefa. And this is where the, our Rashi comes in, which we're going to learn today. After the words Rashi quotes these words and then adds the word Vegoimar. Which is hinting to us that Rashi is connecting the words to what follows immediately in the Psukim afterwards, which is the command to count the Yidin. Count the Yidin. When he's Mephadish, and Rashi explains on this marshal, this is a marshal to a shepherd. That wolves attacked his flock 
and killed some of the sheep. And the sheep counts them, and the shepherd counts them, laid dominion on the to know how many survived. So simply speaking, and this is how the Mefarshim and Rashi explain the purpose of Rashi, the intent of Rashi. Rashi is coming to explain and clarify the following. Since the Pasik says, introduces, and it was after the Magefa, is moving as the Midvet Kemet Nit Nortsu that Salen as their minion is Fogukumen, Koch, the Friar, the Kirgistanis Magefa. It's obvious that the Pasik is not coming just to tell us that the census took place after the previous event, namely the Magefa, the, the plague. Nor Eich, as the minion is given into Zamenheim with their Magefa. But from the way the Pasuk says, Vahi Achli Magefa, implies that the census was connected to the Magefa. Shtelzich the Shaila, so one might ask, in verse Bashteit, Ishaichas, Tzvishn the Magefa, Minyabin Yisrael, what would be the connection between a Magefa, an epidemic, and the census of the Eden? Rashi answers that question with his muscle that just like the shepherd would count his sheep after an attack to know how many survived, so too the Abishter is or Meshirabenu, or the Abishter is telling Meshirabenu to count the Yidin after the Magefa to know how many survived. However, the Rebbe is going to ask now that this is a difficult way or a questionable way to explain Rashi. Because this whole idea of the counting is, no, is not a, a question and not a novel idea to the student. Rashi himself already explained in the beginning of Amidbar that because the Abishter loves the Eden, he counts them at all times. Which Kalsha means at any time that there is a major change in the situation of the Yidden. Vidashi is that Rashi himself explains and continues there in that Rashi. When the Yidden left Mitzrayim, they counted them. When there was a plague after the Eagle, many Yidden died. After the Cheta Eagle, uh, the Abister counts them. Abister wanted to rest his Shechina on the Yidden through the Mishkan. Again, he counts the Yidden. So the Talmud understands already that the fact that the Abister is telling Meish Rabbeinu to count the Yidden here is because of the Abister's love for the Yidden. Just like after the Egel, Hashem counts the Yidden to know how many survived, so to here. So the Talmud is not going to ask this question. Why are you counting the Yidden? He understands why they're counting the Yidden. He's not going to ask the question, what's the connection between the counting and the Magefa? Because he understands that the Magefa was a major change in the situation of the Yidden. And therefore, and therefore we have to count.
So to say that Rashi has to bring a marshal l'raya for that seems questionable. And even if you would come back and say that Rashi doesn't want to rely on the, the, the student to remember what he learned in Parshas by Midbar, which was seven, eight weeks ago, so then all you need is something really short and concise, for example, that the counting is to know the number of the survivors, which would remind the Talmud of what he learned in Bamidbar. And seemingly this more lengthy explanation of Rashi seems extra. If the only reason that it's coming is to explain to us the connection between the Magefa and the census. So our main question of the Sikha is, why does Rashi, what is bothering Rashi? What is Rashi coming to answer? What question is he coming to answer by bringing us this Moshal, Leroya, and this explanation? Base. In C-Phase, we're going to continue with additional questions on Rashi. So previously, we were asking Bechlal what's bothering Rashi. That Rashi needs to give such a long-winded explanation. Now we're going to go into the more into the details, into the nuances of Rashi. Why does Rashi need a mushal? L'chayre is the nimshal farzich under mushal reg in nuklarum pashat. Seemingly the nimshal, it's not, sometimes when you have a message that you have to explain and it's hard to understand, you bring a mushal. Here, the nimshal is very simple to understand. Meishir Abeinu, the rey Yisrael. But the meishir nefesh ben afartzei marisei. Meishir, who is the shepherd of Yidin who had sacrificed his life for his flock. He's counting the Yidin to know the, the, the survivors, to, uh, to know how many there are that he, has to, that he has to shepherd. So why there's a muscle? What's difficult in the Nimshu that compels Rashi to bring a muscle? Based on muscle, Rashi brings a muscle of a shepherd. Who the shepherd is counting the sheep to know how many survived. As the Raya is there, that according to the marshal, the shepherd wants to know how many survivors there are. Is the This is inconsistent with the Nimshul. Who in the Pasik, the Rabish that the Balat saying, had gazed and stayed on the Eden, Nita's Mesha, the Raya Mitzadatsman, Givot Visazayat so. In the Pasik, Hashem, who is the owner of the sheep, tells Mesha, Raya the shepherd, to count. In the Muslim that Rashi is bringing, it's the Raya that wants to know the number. So, seemingly, the Moshe and the Nimshul are inconsistent. Now, you may want to say that the Eibishter tells Moshe that he should want to count as the Raya, he should want to know Minyan Hanisaris. Just like in the Moshe, the Raya cares. So, to Hashem is telling Moshe to care. As blabbed but it still doesn't answer the question. Why does Rashi have to bring a muscle from a raya? Why could Rashi not bring the muscle of the balatzain that the owner of the sheep wanted to know the number of sheep and therefore tells the raya to count, which is what it seems like is happening in the pasuk. <coughs> Additionally. Tanchuma 
and also in Madras Naba a little bit differently, this marshal is brought, and it's not brought as a marshal of a raya, but the marshal is from a wolves that attacked a, a, a sheep, and the owner of the sheep wants to count them. When Rashi is Mishana, and Rashi is changing from the Medrash's marshal and specifically writing Raya. So it's not just that Rashi writes Marshal Raya because even though it doesn't fit perfectly with the Pasuk for another reason. Rashi is actually taking a marshal from a Medrash and changing that marshal. By doing that, Rashi is telling us that the Mashal Raya is precise, is, is on purpose. And a question therefore is, why is Rashi bringing a Mashal that is somewhat inconsistent with the Pasuk? Dalad is the question gets even greater. Rashi alone breaks the Pasuk's Tisa. I'm telling the Eden, Noch Maisa Egov Neshnichnes Bemagefa. Rashi brings this Mashal himself. In Parshish Sisa, when Hashem, te- when Hashem tells Meshire to count the Yidin, after Maisar Egel, after the Chet Egel, when the Yidin were affected by an epidemic, so the Meshire has to count the Yidin. So Rashi brings a Moshe. Moshe l'tzoyin ha'chaviva al ba'aleha. Moshe to a sheep, or a flock of sheep, that was precious to its owner. Shonafal badever, that a plague attacked it, uh, affected it. When the plague stops, the owner tells the shepherd, I ask of you, count my sheep, to know how many survived. Later he's going to add the words, to let him know how precious it is to him. Not only is the Medrash telling us that it's a Balatzoin, Rashi himself by the Chet HaEgel brings a Moshe from a Balatzoin, from an owner of sheep. And here Rashi specifies a Raya. Hey, Noch Shinuyim, there are three more differences between this Moshe and our Rashi and either the other Rashi or the Medrash. Aleph number one in Parshas Tisa that Rashi Moshal Chulush Nafal but Dever Undashin Nichnus was the Avon Latech Edrei in Parshas Tisa Rashi says it was a plague that attacked the sheep and here it says he says it was wolves who attacked the sheep based in Parshas Tisa is a Madgish in Moshal Dominion from Chavivus Leidiashi Chaviva Alav Mashenkein Doin Moshal from Raya Vertes and Gantz and Nittermont. That in the Moshe and Kisisa, Rashi mentions the fact that the Abishter or the Balatzoin loves the sheep. Here there's no mention of Chavivos. There's no mention of, of preciousness, of, of, of the love. It just says he had to know how many there were. So it's very interesting that he doesn't mention over here the Chavivos. Gimel in the Medrashim is the Roshan Alatzoin, Latoychatzoin. In the Medrashim he uses the word Soin, sheep. Rashi is Mishane Edrei. Rashi changes and says Edrei, which means the flock, which is a very interesting change. Okay, so now to run through this quickly over here on the first Pirush of Rashi, we have a first question: What is bothering Rashi? Then we asked, why do you need a marshal? 
Then you asked, why is he giving Moshe Leroya if it's the Baal Hatsoin who asks to count, especially since the Tanchuma brings a Moshe of the Baal Hatsoin, especially since Rashi himself in Parashat Chisisa brings a Moshe of the Baal Hatsoin. Then why over here it says Ze'evim wolves and in Rashi and Tisa it says Dever, a plague. In Parashat Kisisa he mentions the Chavivus of the Balat to the sheep. And here he does not mention the Chavivus. And number three, in, in, in the Medrashim it says Tsoin, and here he says Eider. In question three, we're, in, if Gimel, I'm sorry, we're going to ask the classic question on Rashi, why does Rashi bring a second Pirush? What is bothering Rashi about the first Pirush that because of that he is compelled to bring a second? Rashi then continues, second and the Yidin were entrusted into Mesha's care. they were given to him with a, with a census. Now that Moshe is approaching the end of his life, now he has to give back his sheep to the Abishter, which will then be given to the next, to his successor. He gives it with a number, with a count. Once his move on, why this one is second is already understood. The Ikri, and the fact that this one is not the first and primary Pirush. The late dem Pirush is nit musber de shaykhes from suuver gaimar to the hiachlemagetha, because according to this Pirush, there seems to be no, no connection between Moshe's counting of the Yidden and the Magetha that just occurred. He's counting the Yidden because of what's about to happen, not because of what just happened. So therefore, obviously, this is not the first Pirush, it's the second Pirush. But conversely, it's not understood. What is the question? What is lacking in the first Pirush? That because of this, Rashi feels compelled to bring a second Pirush, which would not have the question of the first one. So that's our a classic Rashi question when there's two Pirushim. What is bothering Rashi uh, in the first Pirush that compels him to bring a second Pirush? So now we've sort of dissected this Rashi and we're ready to go into the beer. And what Rashi, what we're going to do in Sif Dalid and Hey, or Sif Dalid rather, is we're going to explain what is really bothering Rashi. We know he's not bothered by the fact, by the connection between the Magefa and the, and, the, and the census, because that is obvious from the beginning of Parshas Bamidbar. Even if the Talmud doesn't remember it, it's still clear that those two things are connected. So that's not the question. The question is going to be, and he's going to explain this in Sif Dalid, why, if there were many more Yidin that died by the hands of the Dayana Yisrael, by the judges, why is the census connected to the Magaifa and not to the other deaths that took place around the same time? That's what's going to be Rashi's question. Why is the count after the Magaifa? And to explain this question, he's going to give us this background in Sif Dalit. They're beating them. Rashi is the Oisin to Mefaraz, I need not them Kishrit, Vishavahi, Achle, Magaifa, and Suuve Gamer. Rashi is not here solely to explain the connection between the Magaifa and the census. This we already know from the Rashi in Parshas Kisisa, where he gives the marshal over there, and Parshas Bamidbar, where he explains that that is constantly counting the Yidin whenever there's a change in the situation. So we know that after a Magaifa, there's going to be a count. Nor an ingin was a schwer in die Welt, weil hier achle magaifa versich. 
Rashi is coming to answer a question on the words independently of its connection from with the, the census. In Seif Parshas Balak Verditzel, as the Nitzmodim Lebal Peur, that in Enish Gironetzif, and in the end of Parshas Balak, it says that those who got involved with the Bal Peur were punished in two, way, in two ways. Aleph Ayicharaf Hashem BeYisrael Shalach BeMagefa. The first is that the Eibushter's wrath was flared up, and the Eibushter sent in a plague, an epidemic. And there were 24,000 who died in the Magefa base. The second way was that Meshavenu said to the Shaftim, to the judges, each of you should kill his people. Virashi Rashi himself explains this. Since it says Ish Anashav, one man his people in the plural. So it just tells us that each of the judges killed two people. In the Gwana, it says that there were 88,000 judges. So 88,000 people killing two people each. 88,000 times two is 176,000. So this, from this, we would deduce as the harugim durch die shefti yisrael that those the number of people who were killed by the hands of the judges was over 170,000 so the magaifa killed 24,000 and the dayana yisrael killed 170,000 alpiza is dot mia gedelin unser pasik this creates a great question on our pasik for us is the pasik madgish achriya magaifa as the minion is given to Why was the Pasik telling us that the that the census was to know the survivors, the number of survivors from the Magefa? According to the math, it would be more important that we should know how many survived the the death by the hands of the of the judges. Where the number of, of killed was more than seven times greater than the the number of people who died in the Magefa. When a small number of people die, one might say, and again, 24,000 is not a small number, but compared to 170,000, it would seem to be much more important to make a count after 170,000 people die than after 24,000, or after both. It's a total of about 200,000. So why does the Pasuk emphasize that the Magaifa, the death of 24,000, triggered a need for a census and the 176,000 did not? That's what's bothering Rashi. Why the Magaifa? And this is what Rashi is answering with this Marshal Raya. And therefore he mentions Raya, therefore he mentions Zaevim, as we'll see, that the Marshal is very nuanced to answer this question why is there a census after the Magaifa? And for this, he's going to he's going to explain the difference between uh, when the Balatzoin wants to count sheep and when the Roya wants to count sheep. What would be the difference? The chilek in pastos tzvishna Balatzoin was heistem Roya tzelin zayin zayin leida minyan nisaris. The difference, the basic difference between the owner of a sheep that is telling his is is 
shepherd to count the sheep to know the number of survivors. And the roya, the shepherd who's counting for that purpose to know the number of sheep that survived, is as follows. Then the when the when the owner of the sheep is telling the shepherd to count the sheep to know how many sheep survived. It comes as a result of and with the purpose of expressing the preciousness, the love that he has for the sheep. Vidashi zakt in Parshas Tisa, as Rashi says in Parshas Kisisa, Menei is saying that the owner tells the shepherd, "Count my sheep, lo idea to let it be known she chaviva love that they're precious to him." What's important to the shepherd, to the owner, is those who survived. And it makes no difference to the owner with regards to the census, of course, how this tragedy happened if the shepherd was responsible or not. The most important thing to, to, to the shepherd is how many of these sheep that I love so dearly have survived and remained whole. So the so the Balat son when he's counting the sheep, it's not about who is guilty or how it happened, it's about how many are left. Dakegin. Conversely, then the when the shepherd counts the sheep to know how many survived. It's not to express his love for the survivors, for the survived. He's counting because it's part of his task. It's part of his job. With the intent and purpose to dedicate himself more to the leftover sheep. To protect them that another case of this tragedy should not happen again. The Balat saying it's about the love. The Raya, it's about his job. My job is to care for the sheep. I, I, I failed or I failed somewhat. So now I have to know how many sheep are left. How many do I have to take care of so that this doesn't repeat itself. And the river is moving. And based on this, we can understand. Ados is beiker shayich when the roya feels chshudik in them. Versus having felt sent from Eder. That therefore, if it's about his job, then the roya is only going to count when he feels responsible. If it's something that the roya couldn't stop, then it doesn't require from him to make a count. Because in his job, in his task, as the shepherd of, the, of these sheep, nothing was missing. He didn't do anything wrong. And therefore he doesn't feel any more, uh, 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 to, he has to do anything more than he was doing till now. So when he made a mistake, when he did something wrong, so he feels he has to get more involved. So he does a recount. And he, he, he pledges to himself that he's going to be extra careful. But if he did nothing wrong, then he has to just keep on doing what he's doing. He has no need to make another count. 
Und der Miet ist Move und der Schiene, was in der Moschus von Balatze in der Parashat Tisa, sagt Rashi, Shinovobot Dever. Und da beim Rashi Rashi nicht nur das Evim. And based on this difference, we'll understand why Rashi in Parashat Kisisa uses the example of a plague. And Rashi in Parashat, in our Parashat, uses the example of Zavim, of, of wolves. Aroya cannot verhitten seine Zeit von Dever. Aroya cannot stop and protect his sheep from a plague. Und ist der Rieber nicht schuldig für Nafal Badever. And therefore he is not responsible for the fact that a plague fell, befell the sheep. Aber er kann verhitten, aber das ist ein Tafkid, zu verhitten die Zeit von Zavim. But on the contrary, when it comes to wolves, he, it, it, is his, it is exactly his job to protect the sheep from the wolves. Mit a mako, with a stick, or however he might do it. Und Ebsat passiert das nicht nur zu der Eben, wo Kulu war, Gubehen, ist das der Schuld von dem Reue. So if wolves attacked his, his sheep, then it is the fault, it is the responsibility of the shepherd. Und der Rieber. And now we understand why in Parshas Kisisa, when he's talking about the Balatzain, he uses Dever. And in Parshas, uh, uh, in our Parsha, when he talks about the Reue, he uses Eben. Und der Rieber, wenn Moschel von Balatzain, was ist sein, was ist sein Chavivus, was in sein Chavivus zu der Zain, ist nicht talking chilig, wie er sei die Zain seinen umgekommen Kanal. In the Moschel of Parshas Kisisa, we were talking about the Balatzain, the owner of the sheep, where because of his love for the sheep, it doesn't matter to him how they died. So Rashi Nafal Badeve. Rashi uses the example of a plague. And he adds in the parentheses, under Matziv and Parshas Tisis, Gemer Bedugmut to Dever, as we'll explain in the next Eve, that in the case of the Cheta Egel, it was more similar to a plague than it, was, than it was to wolves, as we will yet explain. But without going into that, the, and he talks about the Balatzain, he talks about a Dever, because the Balatzain, it doesn't matter how they died, the Balatzain wants to know how many survived. Mashain came by Moshe Leroya, but in our parsha where he's talking about Leroya, Zotin Nichmus was the Avim. He uses the marshal of wolves. While Nazafal reared his arm, them oifin miliatafkin from the Leroya, because the wolves do affect how the Leroya was fulfilling his task, and therefore it's the Leroya who wants to make the count, and therefore Leroya and Zavim go together. So Balatzoin and Dever go together because the Balatzoin wants to count the Tzoyin regardless of how they died. But the Raya only counts when it's a case such as the Avim, which was, which was affected by his uh, uh, protection of the sheep or lack thereof. So now we understand in general that there's a difference between Balatzoin and Raya in what would cause them to want to count the sheep after a tragedy. And Sivov, he's going to explain, based on this, why over here Rashi uses Moshe Leroya, and of course the Avim, and not the Balatzoin. And it will answer a number of our questions. Leidem is moving the tirits after Eben the mother to me in the birth of Yechrem and this will also explain to us the reason, the explanation why did the Eben count after the Magefa and not after the other deaths during the Moshel based on the Moshel Leroya. Dos vessels have been gefelt Eden and Achman al Islam during them was the shaft of Yisrael and Megargit the fact that Eden died after the judges had to kill the sinners. Ish Anashov 
is as doch given in an even was bezdin that they gemishpit and dan given lamisa. It was in a manner that bezdin ruled, judged them to, with a death penalty, and therefore they they had to be killed. We may not the Moshe Rabbeinu nitki can feel and shuldik in their umkum. Moshe Rabbeinu could not feel responsible for their death. And to live them till the next and because of that, feel necessary, feel, feel compelled to count the those who survived. Because as we said, the Raya counts those who he feels responsible for. When he feels responsible for a death. In the case of the Isha Nashav, Bezdin Paskin, so they were had to be they, they had to die. And therefore, Maisha Rabbeinu feels no need to count them. Anders is over the Magefa. The Magefa is different. Which stopping the Magefa, of course, you know, we said before, uh, uh, when the Magefa befalls the sheep, or in this case, the people, the person can't stop it, the shepherd. But stopping the Magefa, in this case, was connected to Moshe Rabbeinu. Vidashi brings it up in Safe Parshas Balak, as Rashi brings the story in, begin, in the end of Balak. The Shevet of Shimon gathered around Moshe with a Midianist, with a Midianite woman. They said to Moshe, is this woman prohibited to us or not? And if it's not prohibited, if, she, if, we're not, if, we're not, if it is, if we're not allowed to marry her, who allowed you to marry Yisne's daughter, who is also a Midianist? And Rashi says, Nis alma mimenu halacha. Moshe forgot the halacha. When Pinchas was going on and he remembered the halacha, and Pinchas goes and kills Zimri, is that the Atzer Magefa that stops the Magefa. And let's just point out over here that the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu forgot the halacha was something that happened from Hashem. When a gamma does what Nisalam and Mena Allah is going on in Yibazu Yikur Milamaila, even though Moshe is for, forgetting the Allah, was something that happened from above. Midir Kavana with the intent Virashi Zogt, Kedeshayave Pinchas Vitos and Oyle, so Pinchas should step up to the plate and ultimately receive the reward that he was deserving. Is just not Klapesh Maya Galia, but that detail, the fact that it was Milamaila, that is something that Hashem knows. As Moshe is in them, Nidke Ven Shuldik, the Moshe wasn't responsible. Aber Moshe Bazichat Gekentrachten, as Dos is given by him in Yishal Shikha. Moshe Rabbeinu could have thought to himself that he forgot the Allah, it was his fault. Vasot Farzamta Favaila, and because of that, it delayed for some while the Mopsul from the Magaifa, the end of the Magaifa. So Moshe feels responsible for the deaths in this Magaifa, because he, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> because he could have stopped it sooner. He could have stopped it. He had he not forgotten the halacha. When does the Rashi, as the minyan after the and this is what Rashi is telling us that the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu counted after the Magaifa is musber, is explained, is understood. Number one, this is a minyan that is required of Moshe Rabbeinu because because. He is the shepherd. Bez laid the minion and the from the Magaifa. We have to know the survivors, the number of survivors of the plague. And Inyan was erot ledaiti yekent bavarinen. Something that Moshe feels he could have stopped. The dugmet sushenichnos was the evil that they similar to wolves that attacked his flock, which also he could have stopped. Or the veinixt veinixtens klenen machen. 
If he couldn't stop the Magaifa before it started, at least he could have minimized the damage and there would have been more survivors. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, so the question that Rashi has, why are we counting after the Magaifa? The answer is because Moshe Rabbeinu feels responsible after the Magaifa because he didn't stop it soon enough. And therefore, like a royal that counts after Zaevim, Moshe Rabbeinu counts after the Magaifa. But if we compare this to the Egel, in Parshas Kisisa, verse Moshe is then given the Bahar, Moshe was then on the mountain. Moshe was not connected at all to the results of the consequences of the Chet. Over there, there's no reason for Moshe as the Reyot to count. The Reba brings that Rashi Aleph Marshal Otsenach Aviva Balea. Therefore, Rashi over there explains that the Marshal, the Marshal, that it was because of the train that's precious to the owner, as the Romanian Kumpnit Mitzadem Roya, nor Mitzadem Balatzendem Ebrishtin. That over there the census was coming from the from the owner of the sheep, the Roya. Vaya does his bedugmet to train enough of a devil because it's similar to a sheep. The flock that was attacked by a plague, whereas the Reya is the Nitzchuld, which the shepherd is not responsible for it. And the fact that the Abister wants them to be constantly counted is because of the preciousness of the train to the owner. Canal Baruch has explained at length. So we're explaining in Sivov the difference between the Magaifa and the Hirgu Ishanosh of the death that was done by the, the, the Diana Yisrael, by the Shefta Yisrael, by the judges, and the difference between uh, uh, the, 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 the Magaifa here and Chatega. That, that by, by both, by the, by the Hirgu Ishanoshav, Moshe was not responsible for it because it was a psak of Bezdin, and there's nothing you could do about that. By Maisa Egel, he wasn't responsible for it because he was on the mountain learning with Hashem. He wasn't down there when they, when they did the Aveda, so he couldn't stop them. So therefore, in those cases, well, let's not mix them, but the Chet Egel, after the Chet Egel, Hashem asks Moshe to count because of the Chavivus of the chain. By the Magaifa, we'll see in a moment why, why, why by, uh, by the Higurish Anoshev, we'll get to in a moment why there was no count. But, but the count that Moshe does here is after the Magaifa, specifically because Moshe feels responsible. So now, if we go back to some of our questions, we now know why the Moshe is necessary, because the, the whole purpose of the Moshe is to, is, is to break down this whole difference between the Roya and the Balatzoin. Now, he says, if, if we just said, lay the minion Hanisores, then you wouldn't know, then why not by the Magaifa? Then why not by the Hirgurish Anashav? Therefore, the Moshal has to create this differentiation between the, the, the Roya and the Balatzoin. If you're going to ask uh, why. If you can ask why he uh, 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 he speaks about Moshe Rabbeinu, the Roya, not the Balatzain, because over here the counting is being done by Moshe Rabbeinu, where he feels responsible because of what he had done, and that's why it says Ze'evim and not Dever, and that's why. Um, Oh, there's still a good few questions that weren't answered. We still didn't address the Tzoyin versus the Eder. Even the idea of the Chavivus, which already is answered, but we're going to get, uh, we're going to touch upon it again later. The reason why we, one of the questions was that Rabbe, that Rashi does not mention Chavivus over here. Because as we just explained, the count is not because of Chavivus. The count is because of the responsibility of the Raya. And therefore, there's no reason here to mention Chavivus. Because, 
um, that isn't what is triggering the need for a count. The question that we have, one of the questions that we still have is why do we need a second pirush? What is lacking? What, what's missing here? So we explain this beautifully. What is missing over here that compels Rashi to bring a second pirush? And that's what he's going to answer in Siv Zion. A very interesting point. There's something missing in this pirush, something that's not smooth. Let's just understand the situation where the Yidin are. They are in Mayav, right at the other side of the Yardain. So they're ready to go into Israel. was already made last week. And this is And therefore, there already came the time that about where Moshe is going to pass away and return to his to Shemaim. Therefore, right after this census and the story of Bnei Slavchad, the Eibishter tells Moshe go up to the mountain. And then the Eibishter commands Moshe to ordain Yeshua and pass on the the mantle of leadership to Yeshua. And since according to what we explained over here, that the Raya counts as sheep in order to know how to take care of them in the future, to get to take care of them, and protect them, protect them for the future from another catastrophe. Then we should have included Yeshua in this. Azavi Elazar, just like Elazar came along with Aaron, Yeshua should have come along with Moshe. For so Baal Gedar Veren, the Yeshua was about to become the next Raya. The Doiche came and Zogin. As he bowed the Rebbe's head, Givus, as Mabizi, Stalkutsa, Shomesha, that Nachdeir and Etla Chadashim, their fathers, their minions, Shomesha, Nagea, Shomesha. And it's very difficult to explain that because Amesha still had another few months to live, so therefore Hashem feels that this minion is more is important to Amesha. For the next few months, then Amesha will still be the shepherd. This answer for not including Yeshua, who's about in a few months to become the Raya, through a very, very different situation of Yidin, for another 14 years, is not glad. It's not, it's, even if you're going to say that Moshe has three more months, but Yeshua is about to go into a whole new situation for over 14 years as the next Raya. So not including him is very difficult to understand. The Rebbe brings Rashi at Tzvetan Pirush. Therefore Rashi brings another Pirush. As the minion is talking for Bundan with Mrs. Moshe, that the count, the census, is connected with Moshe's death. Achsos a cut of Lamus, now that he's about to, to, to uh, leave the world, and to return his sheep to, to, to his boss, Machzir of a minion, he, he returns them by counting them. So, so Rashi is bothered in the first Pirush if the reason that we counting that, that the counting was after the Magaifa, because we, the Raya has to know what to care for and how to care for the sheep for the future, then it doesn't explain to us why Yeshua was not included. And that is enough of a question that that Rashi feels compelled to bring a second Pirush. That it's not about the future, meaning to say it's not about caring for the sheep, it's about the fact that Moshe is finishing his job, and therefore he's giving, it back, he's giving back the sheep to the Abishter with account.
The second Pirush has a greater question to it than the first. Like we said already earlier, that according to this, the, the census is not connected to the Magefa, nor with Carter of Lamuz, rather it's connected to Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, uh, imminent passing. And therefore, it, it would understand why it was Magefa. Why would, if, if this count, the census, has nothing to do with the, with the Magaifa, then why does the Bible say, And therefore, Rashi brings it as a second Pirush, when the Esther Pirush is their Pirush HaIkrim, so the Shomikra, and the first Pirush is the first and primary Pirush because it fits much better with, with the context of the Psukim, that after the Magaifa, where Moshe Rabbeinu felt somewhat responsible, therefore, Excuse me, therefore he counts the Tsoin to know how to do a better job in the future. So we have one more, I mean, we have one question that re we really didn't bring up earlier, but only, only becomes a question after this Hezber. And that is, now that we understand why Moshe counts after the Magefa, because Moshe only counts when it affects his, his task, why does the Abishter not count the Yidden? after the death of the 170,000 uh, If, as Rashi says in the beginning of Amidbar, that Abishar loves the Yidin and therefore he counts them all the time. So, the Abishar should have counted the Yidin here. The Abishar should have counted the Yidin or told Moshe to count the Yidin because so many Yidin died. That's what we're going to address in Si'if Ches. We have to understand why is there only a count here from the shepherd and not by the Abishter? To know how many of how many Yidin survived and to let it be known the love that Hashem has for the Yidin. And then you would count both those who survived the Magefa and those who survived the death by the judges. As by Balat Sein is been a girl in a minion can have Ukinal, as by Balat Sein is been a girl in a minion can have community as it says, and Ukum and the Gazette for the Balat Sein, it doesn't make a difference, it's not relevant how they died, whether it was a Magefa, whether Higus or Nashav. Either way, he wants to know the, the number of, of that survived because he loves them. So why is it that over here the Abishar doesn't count or doesn't tell Moshe to count after the Higus and Nashav? And what he's going to say is something that's, that's uh, uh, very, very almost difficult to, to accept, and that is, is that because of the hate of the Yidin, of Bayal Aramis, the Yidin sinned with the, the Benois Mayav, with the daughters of Mayav, this is such a severe sin that the, it was not a time where the Abister was going to express his chavivos, his love for the Yidin. Is the beer in them. The Yidin transgressed the sin of Bayal Aramis of being intimately with uh, uh, a, goya, a Goya. And we see clearly from the fact that Rashi said earlier that in such a case the halacha is that that the zealots are allowed to take matters into their own hands. Without witnesses, without a psak of bezdin, it's so it's such a, 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 a it's such a thing that the the kanoim 
are allowed to take matters into their own hands. The Benchamish the Mikra already understands the incredible severity of this Aveira. Bees, as I said, gebracht zum Verloren gehen von einem 200.000 Iden to the point that it caused the death of around 200,000 Iden. Und wie Rashi bringt auf dem Rashi says, Elekeim shall eile seine Simahu. The God of these, the Ebishter, abhors promiscuity. Uh, uh, he's move on, it's what Balak said, it's what Bilam said to Balak. That the Yidden, the Ebishter hates Znus. Is move on as this is Nitzayich Bazar the Indian Aminion for Chaviva, so it's understood that you can't bring in over here uh, uh, the idea and the count that it's connected with Chavivos. This is such an Aveda that, that, that it says Seine. The Ebishter hates this. So you can't really bring up, oh, the Ebishter loves the love of the Yidden. And this will be understood even better according to Allah. That Ramam says about about uh, uh, having relations with a goy, goya, that it, there's a loss that in all other forbidden relations doesn't exist. If a person has relations with any other forbidden person, any other illegitimate relationship. The, the, the child that comes from this relationship is still his child. And is still part of the Jewish people. But a person who has a child with a non-Jewish woman is according to Allah not his child. explains that through the sin of having relations with a Goya, you are destroying Souls of Yidin, al Yidei de Azal Zaran Basra, because this, the, 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 the child, the offspring, goes after the mother. Any other Aveda, whichever it is, we're not crossing the boundary between the Yidin and the Because even after transgressing the Aveda, as severe as it might be, you remain a Yid. But if a Yid has relations with a Goya, since this child should have been a Jewish child, a Jewish soul, he caused that it should go after her, he became a Goy, since the Ebishter judges us measure for measure, as a very gerechent, the person who caused this, not only the kid, the person who caused to destroy a Jewish life by turning it into a guy, when it comes to the chavivus of that person, he crosses the line as well. He's just like he crossed the line and and, 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 and took a, a Yiddish Neshama, potential Yiddish Neshama, and put it outside of the boundary of Yisbein Yisrael Amim. he too is excluded from Tzayn Marisay when it comes to Chavivos. Ukulem Shechlash Naram Al-Giramim continues over there. V'davr Zagadim Lidavik Ba'akum Shevdilon HaKash Baruch This problem with this is that it causes us to become too close to the Goyim, which the Abishter tried to separate us from them. And therefore, there's no count over here that is caused by the preciousness, by the love. 
divas and the, and the no and the underscores over here the word nesares those who were left over those who survived and he says some powerful words over here divas those who didn't sin that came they and not considered survivors or leftovers from the sinners it's as if there's no connection with regards to love between the two of them those who died because of the, the Aveda and those who survived because they didn't sin are not in regards to Chavivos the same group and some survived it's two different groups these are outside of Tzaymarisay with regards to Chavivos and these are Tzaymarisay and therefore, therefore, there's no idea here that we're counting. Uh, therefore, there's no count for the other, uh, uh, for the Chavivus, because this was a situation where the Chavivus was not there. The Chavivus is not there, and the Yidin who died were excluded, so to speak, from Tzayn Marise. Which seems very difficult to hear, but of course it underscores to us as you're going to say in the next if the severity of this Aveda. From this, there are we learn two dichotomous lessons, two lessons that are on two different extremes. From one extreme, we see how deep this chet affects, the chet of having relations with a Goya. As the Hefsid is neat nervous ozil zaram basra. It's not just that the child, uh, the child becomes a goy. Nor ech has the chayta alain verdurchdem viuzgish lassen from the tzayim arisa shalakaz baruch hu. The sinner himself also becomes like excluded from the abister's uh, uh, flock. And in brackets, and thus is our ech ayra of them gedel aschus vachrayis from divas yes biyadam limches. When apart nafila ayachid, this teaches us the incredible schus and responsibility on those who have the ability to stop so even a one person. Even one instance from to uh, transgress, to stumble in this sin. Including those who already fell through, already stumbled with this sin to stop them from stumbling again. And the, the, the date of the Sikha is Parashas Pinchas Tavshin Lamadalid, which was a time when the Rebbe was speaking very much about Miu Yehudi, about the importance of gear being Kalacha, that if someone is, is, is joining the, the Jewish people, that the gear, the the, 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 the has to be Kalacha 100%, and if not, then the person is not a Yid, and if they get married, it, 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 could, it, it could lead to the severity of Azil Zaram Basra, that the children are Yidin, and the Rebbe in that, in that time spoke about this time and again and very passionately, and here is one of the examples where the Rebbe is, is learning the Hira from the Parsha, where you see how serious, how severe this this hate is that and therefore because of that the incredible achrayis that we have and the schus that we have to stop those uh, from transgressing the sin even one time not just permanently but even one time but on the other hand we have another uh, a mind-blowing hero zet menaber 
as when it comes to being concerned for their needs, Shmira from Zaevin protecting them from the wolves is Meshad Abenu the Rayanem and shall call Yisrael. Meshad Abenu the faithful shepherd of every Yid. Versus Ichmesa Nefesh Vayad Nidnus gives up his life for every Yid. Legzich Arain Oich Benegia Zelchidin invests himself even to these Yidin. They are part of his flock. Their tzelin is laid a minion on his service, and the count is to know the number of survivors of leftovers. Even they, even these yidden, are part of his flock, and not just at the edge of the camp, but they are within part of the flock. So I just want to point out in one of the orders, he says that by Moshe Rabbeinu, by the Magefa, the Torah tells us the number of people that, that died in the Magefa. There were 24,000, it's in the Pasuk. The number that we have of over 170,000, that's a Rashi from a Medrash. That's not written in the Pasuk. Which means that when Moshe counts after the Magefa, he doesn't just count the living, he counts the dead also. So not just lay the minya and his stories, he's even counting the sinners themselves, he's counting them. In other words, when we're talking about the Chavivus of the Ebishter, there are times that a Yid could be excluded from the Chavivus of the Ebishter because of an incredible uh, a sin that he committed. But when it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu's care and concern for a Yid, every Yid, even the sinners, is part of Moshe Rabbeinu's Tzayin Marisa and he counts them and those who didn't sin are considered Meshores of those who did because it's all one group the Tzayin Marisa of the Eibishter and I don't know if this is the reason or not but earlier in the Sikha we had a question why does Rashi say in, in the Medrash it says Tzayin and our Rashi it says Eider and we did not answer that question L'cha'ira this is the answer to the question that the Rashi is coming to tell us that, that Meshe Rabbeinu's daiga is for every single one of his sheep. That every single one is part of one eider, of one flock of sheep. And the toich edrei, as Rashi says, as the Sikha says, in the middle, not just the edge of the flock. But since the whole vote of this Rashi is that Moshe is counting them because he cares about them, Rashi uses the word Eider to underscore that no Yid is left behind. Even the biggest sinner is also part of the Eider that Moshe Rabbeinu cares about. This Anaga of Moshe Rabbeinu becomes part of Teireh. And a lesson for a Yid who is told to remember the Teireh of Moshe that not just do we follow the the the, the, the uh, conduct here to say how careful we have to be to stop and help someone from not falling in the in the avid of Amis, but even if someone did and even if someone we still have to care for them and we still have to worry about them we still have to do whatever we can and know that they are part of Edre they are still part of Meshur Abenu's Eder regardless of what they had done.